welcome to the East Meets West podcast, a positive and safe space to connect and inspire our community and each other as Asian Australians through interesting conversations and personal stories. I'm Jenny. I'm Cindy. And I'm Claire. In this episode, we will be discussing cultural expectations and preferences when it comes to romantic relationships. We will also share whether we believe that comes from our upbringing and our parents or other factors in our environment growing up as Asian Australians. So in our last episode, we talked about how we met our current partners and communication styles. So please give that a listen if you would like some juicy relationship details. It might also help to give some context for our upcoming discussion. Yeah, and we just want to give a quick disclaimer that what we cover in this episode is actually just a small portion of a much deeper discussion. Everything we share is based on our personal experiences. So we understand that although some listeners may resonate with what we say, many will also have their unique views. So please listen and share your thoughts on our platforms as well. So guys, I feel like coming from an Asian family, dating is something that is probably never talked about with your family throughout your teenage years until you go to university and suddenly your parents keep asking you where your boyfriend or your girlfriend is. Yeah. Yeah. So even though now my parents want to talk about love and relationships with me, it is still really hard for me to broach that subject with them because we hadn't built that habit up in the past. And Although relationships, they should ultimately be between two people, there's no denying that family and parental pressure plays a really significant role in the process of choosing a partner, right? Yeah. So out of us three, Cindy was the first to get a boyfriend. So Cindy, did your parents ever hint at you about what type of partner they wanted you to have and how did they react when they met your boyfriend? To be honest, my parents aren't really a conventional Asian family. I don't really like not tell them anything. So Mm -hmm. when we first dated, we decided that it was easier to let my parents know and his parents know about it um, rather than really sneaking around and hiding each other. So I'm really open to my parents about all of this kind of stuff and we're definitely more westernised where I share a lot about my life and relationships Mm. with them because I don't think that it's healthy to hide it from them and I've seen like a lot of my like Asian cousins and friends hiding a lot of stuff from their parents and then that I see it turn out worse than it really should be. It's a lot of effort as well. Yeah, yeah. So it it kind of hurts that kind of relationship and trust, right? Mm, Um, But my parents, they never really made me feel as though I've had to hide anything in, like, my life with them. Like, even when um, I went to parties and stuff, I never lied to them about going to a party or anything like they never and they never said no either so my boyfriend is Vietnamese and my parents can speak the language however his Vietnamese is like (laughs) a three-year-old's Vietnamese so (laughs) it's really broken and he would mix his English with his Vietnamese which my mum can understand but not so much my dad so Mm. that was like a pretty big challenge for them Mm. most of the time my mum and I just act as interpreters between him and my dad like (laughs) I'll say like my boyfriend will speak to me in 
like English and then I'll interpret it back in Chinese to my dad. And then my yeah. dad will like try to speak Vietnamese to him, right? But then oh he God. wouldn't understand. <laughs> and then you have to translate it again. Yeah. So then I'd have to translate it again anyway, because like my boyfriend will stare at my dad and just like smile and pretend he would understand. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> so I think like that was the only big challenge that we ever mm. had. But in terms of like cultural preference from my parents, they've never directly said anything to me saying like oh you know you can only date from this culture and then this culture Mm. don't choose like this other specific culture or anything Mm -hmm. they've never directly like said that to me however for myself I think I've always subconsciously wanted someone who would be able to communicate with my parents Mm. so to me that might not necessarily mean a certain culture it could be like a Caucasian guy that learnt Chinese you know and he Mm. is able to speak that language with my parents and he understands you know the culture and what manners means in Chinese you know like Mm. coming over and like taking off his shoes instead of walking inside Mm. the house with shoes as long as they kind of understand that then you know that's fine or if they're like willing to learn at least yeah 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 so that for me I think that was a big thing in Yeah, I've never really asked my parents either, though, like, Mm. oh, do you prefer for me to date a certain culture or anything? Mm. So, yeah. But what about you guys? Did you ever have, like, a preference in a certain culture or people in particular? I think in many ways I'm pretty similar to you. So you said that, you know, you didn't really come from a conventional Asian family. Yeah. Um, So for me, my parents are very like Asian in the sense that they want the best for me or like being high achieving. But I think Mm. in regards to overall parenting style, I'd say that they are a lot less traditional um, and Mm. a bit more like, I don't know, quote unquote modern or like a little Mm. bit more open-minded. I think that because of that, when it came to looking for a partner, I never really had that subconscious burden that I know a lot of my Asian Australian friends deal with. So I never really Mm. had the thought of like, oh, my family won't like him or that, you know, seeking my family's approval is one like hurdle that I need to overcome Mm. before the relationship can continue. Um, So Mm. I think that if anything, my parents will judge like individual personality more strongly and characteristics such as like generosity and Mm. manners as well. Yeah. Mm. Um, Yeah. I think that it was pretty surprising for you guys to find out and for a lot of people that I've told to hear that it actually took me a long time to introduce my boyfriend. Um, So we didn't even like, well, he didn't even meet my parents until like after six months into our relationship. Yeah. I never actually felt any pressure from my parents and they were never Mm -hmm. really worried about who I was dating. And I think that's partly because, you know, they trust my judgment of character because it's mm. something that they've taught me themselves. Do they Were they conscious that you were dating someone, but they just never asked like, oh, can I meet him? Yeah, they were yeah. definitely conscious. Like I tell my parents a lot. Yeah. Um, so I think mm-hmm. it helped that I was telling them about, you know, what sort of personality type he is and yeah. what sort of yeah. upbringing he came from as well. So it wasn't really like I was you know, keeping it a secret. Yeah, yeah. But I Mm. think despite that, I know that my parents have a preference Um, and I feel like it's because they really value the idea that, you know, a marriage or a partnership is between 
the families and not just the two people. I think that that's why they value, you know, cultural similarities and family values Mm. as well. Yeah. So I think the concept of filial piety is something that I've, you know, grown up and I've seen in my own parents and how they act towards their parents as well and their in-laws. And it's something that Mm. they've instilled in me as well. Um, I think it's the duty of being able to take care of one's parents for life and to show courtesy and respect and love and also to conduct yourself in a way that brings honour and good name to your parents as well because they're the ones that raised you. It was really important for me to establish very early on that my boyfriend is the same. And for us, you know, family and parents, they come first, which was important for me to know about him but also for my parents to know, right? Yeah, especially if you're, like, the older one, right? Like, I feel like there's a lot of pressure. And, like, if you're, like, the only child, like, it places a lot of pressure on you to... Yeah, exactly, because we're the only ones that are here to care for our parents. Yeah. Um, Mm. And I think that it goes just beyond a mentality. It's also the way that you act around, like, elderly people, I feel like, or the way that you show respect to your aunties and your uncles and things like that. It also relates to filial piety. There's, like, that meme where it's like um when you when you go to your white friend's house and they feel like called their mom like susan or something oh my and I'm god like, what is this <laughs> dude i was so like i was so culture shocked like i'll be honest i grew up with like a lot of european friends right and when i went over to their house and their parents were like oh just call me like by my first name i was like sorry what and I felt like low-key uncomfortable at first (laughs) like this is wrong (laughs) yeah but then I had to like pretend like I knew that that was like the way yeah so oh my god I that that just triggered me just then (laughs) brought back a memory yeah (laughs) (laughs) no but um for the actual meeting like Cindy you mentioned that there was sort of a language barrier. Yeah. Luckily for me and my boyfriend, both sides speak relatively decent English and so yeah. we're able to understand. But with our grandparents, we still speak Mandarin, not because we're good at it, but I think it's something that is, you know, somewhat comforting and familiar for them since they are older. Um, yeah. Or at least I know that my grandma, she really appreciates that he can understand her and know what she's talking about but yeah yeah, what about you Jenny well it's very interesting to me I guess for both of you guys that your parents never hinted to you that they preferred someone with a similar cultural background as them Mm. like even though you said you knew um deep down they they had a preference yeah 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 the fact that they never actually vocalized it whereas my parents um were actually like very vocal about it well my mom at least. And I think, you know, the language barrier Sydney brought up really comes into play because I would have thought that they would have preferred a son-in-law that they could communicate with in their mother tongue. (laughs) That way they kind of feel (laughs) that they are more involved in Mm. it, if if that makes sense. So my mum was pretty vocal about her preference for me to date an Asian boy especially Chinese, um, because that is my cultural background. And I remember her asking me when I was 12, whether I was going to marry a white or an Asian boy. <laughs> Wait, she like looked you, looked you in the eye and like asked you seriously. She looked, she looked me in the eye when I was in year six in primary school. And she asked oh me, God. are you going to date a white boy or an Asian boy? <laughs> 
I mean, I was pretty rebel back in the days, so I never took her word seriously. I was like, mom, what are you talking about? I'm 12. (laughs) (laughs) 12, literally. But I feel like deep down it had a subconscious effect on me because I found myself more attracted to white or Asian guys. Like my first crush was white, but even going on into the future, it it was always like white or Asian guys. And right now my boyfriend is Chinese and he's actually very fluent in Mandarin. So he is actually my mom's ideal type. (laughs) Even though she technically had no like choice in it because I didn't even introduce them until was like near the six month mark but it does make me wonder if I was partially drawn to my boyfriend because like deep down I knew he ticked the boxes this thing of like oh great one more thing I don't have to worry about when introducing this boy to my family right Mm. um in the end I find it like very interesting that all three of us have boyfriends with similar cultural backgrounds to ourselves even if our parents didn't really hint that at us one way or another or we just didn't like want to believe them yeah Yeah, that's why I think that although my parents are less conventional maybe it's already subconsciously like ingrained in me but yeah I don't know I I can't say like whether it is or not yeah so I mean that actually has me thinking like in general do you guys think preference is just a preference or is there an underlying racism towards a group? Yeah, this topic is actually something that I find really interesting because I feel like it's something that I think about, um, but I don't always vocalise it or I don't really talk to people about it because I feel like it can be quite a sensitive topic if it's not worded Mm. correctly. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Most of the time when someone asks you, uh, what type of partner are you looking for? we always like immediately think about like how tall or like oh I want a Mm. six foot guy yeah (laughs) or like um what sort of like physical traits or personality traits stuff that you know can be quite superficial but we rarely share with our friends how we want a person to fit into our lives culturally Mm. as Asian Australians or even in a social setting with our friends yeah yeah so I think that As Asian Australians, the idea of an interracial relationship is something that is quite taboo or at Mm. least in my group of friends, you know, there's sort of a stigma around it. Even myself, like if I have an Asian friend that tells me that they're seeing someone, one of the like first and earliest questions that I might ask is, are they Asian? Are they Asian? (laughs) Yeah. Really? No, I do that too. Oh my god. Like, I don't know why. Yeah, I actually do. Like, yeah, that's something that I'll ask them. And I feel like if they turn out not to be Asian, I'm generally quite surprised. And I'll be like, oh, but I 100% don't mean it to be like judgmental or racist. Yeah. I'm more like, oh, I actually find that really interesting. And I want to know more about the dynamic of your relationship. So, mm. for example, like, how do they get along with your family? But I mm, feel like I never yeah. know how to voice it without sounding like at Racist. least a little judgmental. Yeah. 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 That's really weird for me to hear because <laughs> like I've never, like if someone tells me that they have a boyfriend, right, I've never thought asking them what really race they are. But that might also be because of the way we both grew up, right? Like you grew yeah. up with a predominantly Asian yeah. background. Yeah. Um, people and friends whereas for me like I I'm much more multicultural in the way that I grew up but like I have quite a few Asian friends who 
date like Caucasian guys or European guys and stuff and it's never once like crossed my mind that they're a different race though I think the reason why like it hasn't crossed my mind is because when I see them interacting with like my friend's family they like they already know the culture and everything so it's not as if it's like they're so that different yeah Yeah. or like they're so like uneducated about it or something like that right Mm, but I mean I I have asked my friends like oh like how do you feel like much more different when you're eating at his family or something like that and there was one friend who was like yeah it's like much more kind of openly loving so yeah his Mm -hmm. his family will like literally say you know I love you or like oh like it's so nice to have you here or something like that whereas Asian families Mm. wouldn't really say that right less affectionate yeah 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 yeah, that's the word (laughs) so (laughs) yeah I think that that's something that I'm so surprised about Mm. right now I think it's yeah I think it's because I don't have a as diverse of a friendship group yeah my friends are all Asian Australian or most of them and you know they normally gravitate towards people who are also in that community and um I also grew up in you know like the east side with Claire so that's like totally that's not weird for us to ask like oh yeah when someone's dating someone, oh, are they Asian? Because <laughs> it seems like the cultures are very siloed in the East where, you know, like one cultural background kind of just stays with the same cultural background. I don't know. It's like yeah. we kind of all live in these like little bubbles. Yeah, almost. bubble. Yeah. Um, so it's like quite rare for us to like ever hear of an interracial relationship. And it was actually like within the last two years that I've like suddenly met these people who do have interracial relationships and they don't come from the same area from where I live so I think it really is like a demographic thing as well yeah yeah definitely and I think because of that demographic personally I am attracted to Asians not to say that you know I'm strictly against dating another race but I've always found that at least physically I am drawn to Asians the most Mm -hmm. Um, and then long term I would prefer an Asian partner just because we do have a cultural connection but I think that even outside of romantic relationships in my friendships I feel like I find it easier majority of the time to communicate with people of a similar cultural background Mm -hmm. Um, but I should probably say that you know, of course, that's not for every friend. And it's not to say that I haven't had best friends who are not Asians, because ultimately, Mm -hmm. it depends on personality. But it's just something that I've noticed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, when you, like, go into, like, a workplace or something like that, do you find yourself feeling more comfortable, like, speaking to an Asian workmate compared to, like, a different cultural background workmate? If I'm being completely honest, I think that I feel more comfortable because I feel like there is something that we straight away have in common without even having Mm, to speak to them. Um, Not to say that I'll necessarily put more effort into talking to them rather than others, but yeah, yeah, like honestly, it's bad to admit. But That sense of comfort, I think, especially when you're in like a new place. 
I mean, like when I go into like a new workplace, right, and I see another Asian colleague or something like that, and I'm talking to them, and then suddenly I see the way that they speak to um, like another Caucasian workmate or a you know, brown or black workmate or something like that, they will usually act different. And when that happens, I can't help but think, does that workmate have any form of internalized racism? Because why are they speaking to them different from the way they're speaking to me? Mm. And then when like we're sitting in groups or whatever, right, they will be like much more I guess louder or like like they try to like full blend in like oh yeah I'm not Asian I'm one of you guys yeah Um, like they just want to be part of the group but my workmates like who aren't Asian right I don't think they even see that it's not as if they openly say oh you know you're Asian you can't hang out with us kind of thing and they don't make remarks about you being Asian so why are you acting like that? I don't know. That's just thought that I have when I see them act like that. Like it might not be true, but I just can't help but think of it. Like I know what you mean. I think that in the workplace, it's very different. I think that it might not necessarily be like internalized racism Mm, or it could for some people, but I think that it could be like an insecurity as well or they might think that there's like this huge difference between you know the western approach to um, a work environment compared to being an Asian in a work environment with western people predominantly yeah (laughs) predominantly yeah yeah. so that's definitely something that I've noticed you know applying for work and um, being in yeah that sort of diverse work environment as well but I think Yeah, we should definitely touch on that in another episode. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so going back to what we were discussing before, I think that, like we mentioned, Asian parents may express a pressure to avoid dating a certain race. Um, And, you know, we can't speak for them, but maybe it might be underlined with a bit of racism I, you know, mm. they have different life experiences to us, but I feel like personally for, you know, my preference, I don't think that it's racist. I mean, I feel mm. like I'm not actively avoiding certain races or thinking mm. that they are less than Asians, but mm. I feel like I simply prefer to have a mutual cultural background. Um, again, not because Asian guys are better than all guys or that mm. our culture is superior, But I think that when we take a step back and look at like subtle Asian dating, people Mm. are always openly expressing their physical preferences with no backlash. And I know that like outside of physical traits, people have preferences for economic status and like Mm. education level as well. So that sort of makes sense because you're seeking a mate that's of a similar background and level as you. So I feel like it should apply to cultural background as well. But Mm, I don't know, like, what do you guys think? I think some people might say that, you know, my thoughts are subconscious racism um, and that I'm just not aware. But Mm. I don't know, what are your views? So, Claire, I agree with you that I Mm. find myself gravitating towards other Asians in the social setting, right? 
But I think we shouldn't confuse culture with ethnicity because like what someone's race is, like it doesn't always necessarily equate to their cultural background, right? Like you could have a white boy who moved to China and grew up in China his entire life. Like Mm, in that case, he would be white, but his cultural background is Chinese, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I think it's natural to be drawn to people who are similar to you culturally. And although we know that someone's ethnicity is not necessarily a determinant of someone's cultural background, right? We all have that unconscious bias that somebody who looks like me is going to be like me. And therefore, yeah. I must have more in common with the other Asian person in this room instead of anybody else, right? That's so true. Oh, my God. Yeah. And like this bias has been proved so many times through scientific studies. And it is a major problem when it comes to diversity in the workplace. And that is another topic that we will tackle in a future episode. Mm -hmm. But in my opinion, there is nothing wrong with having a preference for somebody who shares your cultural background. For example, I came to Australia as an immigrant child and that experience has shaped my worldview and ideally I would want to have a partner that understands that and when I first met my boyfriend this was one of the things that we bonded over because he actually immigrated to Australia as a child from China as well oh my god I actually so, can't doubt that <laughs> yeah like like it sounds like a crazy coincidence um, yeah. that we all came at like such a similar age yeah and I mean like of course I could be dating any other boy from another cultural background right now but even though they might really want to learn about my like background they will never know what that's like because they've never had that experience right I know like for me I just felt like knowing that my partner had that same experience as me makes our connection deeper I think it only starts to get like a bit dodgy and a bit uncomfortable when people say they're like not into so-and-so ethnicity. So like I'm not into Asians or I'm not into Indians or whatever, because I don't understand how you can generalize an entire group of people based on their ethnicity, right? Mm. And I mean, I think when someone says I'm not into like Asians or white people, whatever, I mean, I think that statement is based on racist assumptions, although I'm really careful about saying whether that person is actually racist themselves, because most of the time, stereotypes are fed to us through media and our environment rather than like it being a conscious decision for someone to like think I I am racist, right? Yeah, they might be making the assumption without realizing it. Exactly. Like, all of like everything we know to be truths are not actually based on truths. Everything we know yeah. are truths are actually based on assumptions. I mean, like Western media is notorious for really bad representation of people of color throughout mm. history. And like if you yeah. were like a white person and you never knew any Asian people in real life just because, you know, of the environment you're in, but you only saw them on screen, you would probably believe in the stereotypes that you saw as well, right? Because they were the only the only time you got to, I guess, see an Asian person. And on a brighter yeah. note, I do see a trend of Asian men and women becoming increasingly accepted when it comes to dating because mm. of better Asian representation in media, in film, in television, yes. and also like the rise of K-pop and K-dramas. And, you know, now all of a sudden Asians are like hot and you know, everyone <laughs> wants to date us. Um, <laughs> 
So circling back to that separation between culture and race that I talked about, as Asian Australians, I feel like we are on one hand Chinese ethnically, but culturally we are both Chinese and Australian. So Mm -hmm. we deal with this like double pressure of trying to balance our cultural expectations, both in dating as well as in other aspects of our lives. And from listening to all of us speak, what really stands out to me is that It's important to date someone who understands your values and your cultural background because ultimately that is a part of who you are, but that is regardless of what race or ethnicity you might be. We hope you enjoyed hearing us discuss the topic of preference when it comes to romantic relationships, especially from the perspective of Asian Australians. What we covered today is just a tiny portion of a much, much bigger discussion that we would struggle to cover in one episode. So let us know if it's something that interests you. As always, please show us some support by subscribing to our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts too, so you don't miss out on any future episodes. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please, please, please leave a rating and review. And if you're listening on Spotify, take a screenshot, share it and tag us on Instagram so we can feature you. Our Instagram is at East Meets West Podcast. And if what we talked about on this episode resonated with you, come join the conversation in our Facebook group. All the links will be in the show notes. As we said before, we're speaking based on our own experiences, but we understand the community is very diverse and our listeners may have their own unique thoughts and opinions about this as well. I mean, at the end of the day, we're all here to learn from each other and become more educated with every topic that we talk about, right? So please feel free to share your experiences with us and we would love to hear them. We'll see you guys in the next one. Bye! Ready? No, I'm not ready. <laughs> Why? Stage fright. Oh my god. <laughs> Performance anxiety. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, when she listens back, she's gonna be like, I hate myself, and then she's gonna insert a creepy bit. <laughs> Some like ASMR version of it. I'm gonna, be, I'm, gonna <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna sound like Gandhi again. <laughs> <laughs>